we will be talking about the power and the glory. For thine is the kingdom, thy power and thy glory forever and ever. Amen. Which power and which glory are we talking about? You see, the, king, the kingdom determines the power and the glory. Okay? Um, the kingdom determines the power and the glory. You cannot talk about power and glory without specifying which kingdom we are talking about, which sphere of influence, which world, which field, which area. Okay? So, let we look at Matthew 6, 13. And most of you know it. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, if you are using New Living Translation, you will notice that it just says, don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Hmm? It doesn't say the power and the glory and all that. So we resolve that by looking at 1 Chronicles 29, 11, which tells us, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in the earth is thine. All that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. And thou art exalted as head above all. Thine is the kingdom. Which kingdom? Which kingdom? Thine is the kingdom. V is a definite article. So, which kingdom are we talking about? I would have us notice that the central message of both John the Baptist and Jesus is the kingdom of what? It is not. It's not the kingdom of God. It is not the kingdom of God. Open your Bible. Matthew 3, John the Baptist prepares the way for the Messiah. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, okay, um, go to New Living Translation, please. NLT. Okay? It says his message was. Go back. Go back to verse 1, please. He began preaching in the wilderness of Judea. His message was. That says his messages, right? Does it say his messages? Is there a difference between message and messages? Is there a difference? His what? His message was. One message. Okay, so go to it now. Repent of your sins and turn to God. For the kingdom of heaven is what? It is near. But it had not arrived. But it is near. Has it arrived now? Aha. You see? Many people are looking scared of any answer they give. So they do like this. Okay, they said the kingdom of heaven is near. I ask again, has the kingdom of heaven arrived now? Okay, I heard many no, I heard some yes. Um, it's going to arrive, Abby. 
these are brilliant people. Oh, clap for yourselves. Clap now. We will see. We will see. Now, repent, turn to the king, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Okay? Then let's look at Jesus too. Matthew 4, 17. From then on, Jesus began to preach. Repent of your sins and turn to God. For what? Matthew 4, 17. New Living Translation. From then on, Jesus began to preach. Repent of your sins and turn to God. For what? Is what? Aha. So the kingdom is still near. Okay. Now, so one thing is incompatible with the kingdom of God. What is it? Sin. He said, repent of your sins and turn to God because the kingdom of heaven is near. Okay? So, you need to turn away from sins to be able to enter the kingdom of God. Now, what does kingdom mean? Why am I talking about kingdom? Why is John the Baptist talking about kingdom? Why is uh, Jesus talking about kingdom? Okay? Now, kingdom means government. Government? Is that good luck, Jonathan? Eh? Uh, what does government mean? Not good luck. Or Fashola? Obama? Kingdom means government. And government means ruling and controlling everybody within the bounds of a territory. So when we are talking about kingdom, we are talking of government, and government means control. Okay? Every kingdom has territorial limits. Okay? And every kingdom bears a sword. 13.4 says, He beareth not the sword in vain. A government bears a sword. That is the power to compel you. So, a kingdom has the police who can arrest you and lock you up. Okay? Has the judges that can try you and pronounce you guilty. They have the army that are giving guns to shoot. So, every kingdom has some power to compel obedience. Say power. Say to compel. Say to compel. Good. A king has the power to compel. <laughs> Talking of power to compel, there is um, a nickname that Allah for you has been given. How many of you have heard Ikuba Bayeye before? Who has heard it before? Ikuba Bayeye? Raise up your hand. Ikuba Bayeye. Do you know the story? This is the story of Ikuba Bayeye. I just, I'm saying that to illustrate power. What power means. This, the Allah was a very, very powerful man. And he married a young wife, a very pretty woman. And then, uh, when the king uh, slept with this young wife, it was reported that the king did not perform. So as the king did not perform now, the young wife became very saucy. That what is it? With all the power, all the noise that they are making. So this is all the king can do. The king couldn't even perform well. Hmm? And the king had, 
So the king sent some people to go and do something. And when they did the thing, they brought a bowl, a calabash that was covered. Then the king called this young wife and called other people. And the king said, it has come to my notice that this young girl said that as big as I am, I'm just a king for nothing, big for nothing. There's nothing I can do. I can't even do anything. Then he called them and said, you people, come. They came. Open this thing. They opened it. Do you know what was inside? Do you know what was inside? The head of the father and of the mother of the girl. That was what the king sent for. Cut off their neck, put it, covered in a calabash, brought it, he opened it, and he showed it to her. And the woman said, Ah! That means, yeah, dad, father, mother. That is the story behind that title. The man said, I will show you that I have power. You know, the kings were absolute in those days. A little girl danced and they sent for the head of John the Baptist and the head was brought. That's the power of a king. Amen. Be careful of the king. The Bible says he bears the sword and he does not bear the sword in vain. New Living Translation says he has the power to punish you. He has the power to punish you. Hmm. Be careful. And the king determines the character and the nature of the kingdom and of his laws. You know, it's amazing how much Jesus spoke about the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 13 alone, he gave six things that the kingdom of heaven is like unto. We will not go into the details because that's part of what I will skip. But some of those things are, they include the parable of the mustard seed. It is the smallest of all seeds. It becomes the largest of garden plants. That's one thing. The next one is the parable of the yeast. Only a little yeast is put into the dough and it permeates every part. So, those two things are telling you that the kingdom of heaven begins as very tiny, but it will touch everywhere. It will overflow. It will override. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Almighty God, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his kingdom and of peace, there shall be what? There shall be what? Of what? Of the increase. Amen. It starts at little. It grows. You will see the little today. You will see the growing today. And the growing shall not end. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? There's a mighty mystery in that statement, which I will not discuss today. But note, and I'm not the one that said it, of the increase of his government 
there shall be no end. It does not say of the continuity of his government. Because that's what your mind is reading. It does not say of the continuity of his government. Did you hear me? Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. Amen. <laughs> now the kingdom of heaven is like, this is um, Matthew 13 verse 44. It's like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. So the kingdom is hidden. Hmm? Then the man sold everything that he owned to get enough money to buy it. The money must be enough for you to buy it. Then it's like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything that he owned and bought it. What is this saying? That for the power and the glory of the kingdom of God, a wise person can sell everything that they have so that they will own it. Do you hear me? There is nothing too big for you to sacrifice for the kingdom. Nothing. If you are wise. Amen? And the final thing I will show you is teachers of religious law in the kingdom. Verse 52. Jesus said, every teacher of religious law who becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven. You know, the teacher is the teacher, the disciple is the student. Do you understand? The teacher is the opposite of the disciple. The disciple is the opposite of the teacher. But every teacher that becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storehouse new gems of truth as well as old. Why is this? Because the religious law belongs to the Old Testament. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not eat. Thou shalt not this. Thou shalt not that. If you do all those thou shalt not, you are okay. At that time. Today you will do all the thou shalt not and you are still not okay. Because more is required. Amen? Amen? So, um, and then, I should mention to you about the parable of the vineyard workers, which also, let him that hear it understand, because many people will hear it, they have heard it before, they still won't understand it. But I will show it to you, Matthew 20, eh, 1 to 2, the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and send them to do his work. Eh? Then verse 16. So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. Hmm? That is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Do you know what he's telling you? There will be rewards in the kingdom of heaven that will shock people. Those who are thinking their reward will be the highest. 
their reward can be the least. Those who are thinking that they have not deserved much reward will get so much reward that you will be shocked. Because many things are not the way you are looking at them. They are not. You remember that Jesus was looking at the people that were giving money. And the woman that gave the smallest, Jesus said she gave the most. Do you understand? Do you understand? Because she gave everything that she had. The other people were giving out of their comfort. After giving, they still had a lot left. Her, after she gave, she had nothing left. What are you sacrificing for this kingdom? You may think your sacrifice is little. It may be the most. You may think your sacrifice is big. It may be the least. Wherefore, let him that heareth. What? Understand. Amen. Glory be to God. So, why did Jesus speak so much about the kingdom? Because it is the central theme of his assignment. It is because of the kingdom of heaven that he paid the price for our salvation. Colossians 1.13 Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Okay? The opposite of the kingdom of heaven eh, is the power of darkness. Amen? Listen. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. I want everybody to say that because from your mouth it will sink into your spirit. Say, I, 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 I have been delivered from the power of darkness and I have been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Excuse me. It has happened. Not that it is going to happen. It has happened. So the kingdom belongs to the son of God and the citizens are freed from the power of darkness. Okay? Even though darkness has its own power. Now it is up to us to walk in that freedom. Because we are not all working in that freedom. And this is the challenge to you today. If that is the only thing you take out today, it will be important. You must walk in the freedom from the power of darkness. That's your duty. Okay, so I want everybody to say with me, it is my duty. It is my responsibility to walk in freedom from the power of darkness. If that's the only thing you take away, and then you begin to engage in the spirit until you are walking in perfect freedom from the power of darkness, that is the kingdom of heaven. He says we have been translated. I will show you a parallel. That is in Hebrews 11.5. 
of the translation of a person. Now, Hebrews 11.5, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. Hey, did you hear that? By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Let's say it in NLT, please. Yes, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. Go back, please. Back. Good. Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. Do you know why God did that? And there's another person God took to heaven without dying. Who was that? Elijah. The chariots of Israel. My father, my father. The chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. <laughs> Who was the man that said that? It was Elisha that said it. Okay? The man Elijah, the man of God before him, had become as his father. And when he witnessed that sight, he said, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Because they sent chariots from heaven that came down. And the man entered a chariot that was not of, of this earth. Eh? And he looked round. And he looked at Elisha. And Elisha said, oh my God. You know, that thing had been prophesied. They came and met Elisha. Have you heard that your master will be taken from off your head today? God has said it to the prophets. And the chariots came. And they took Elijah to heaven. And the man was still in his flesh, in heaven. And the man came down over 1,000 years with Moses that died about 3,000 years before. And both of them came to Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration. And they appeared in what? In glory and shone. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. When heaven and earth meet together, Eh? You will witness the glory of God. Amen. Amen. You too will witness the glory of God. Amen. You know, I want you to know that they were taken in their flesh to heaven. But what has God has, has, what has God ordained for you? That heaven will be taken from heaven onto the earth through you and in you. That is the kingdom. That is the kingdom. There is a reversal. They were taken in their flesh to heaven. Now, heaven came down. Heaven came down. And that is the kingdom that heaven came down and glory fills our soul. In the midst of the weakness of the flesh, heaven came down. Just like God took earth up to heaven, and earth was able to stay in heaven thousands of years. Did you hear me? Enoch, Elijah, have stayed in heaven. For thousands of years. Through that God is showing you. 
that heaven can come down to earth and stay here inside you until Jesus comes. That heaven comes down and glory fill your soul. That is the will and purpose and plan of God. That is what Jesus came to do. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Now, where is the kingdom of heaven? Where is the kingdom of heaven? Okay, objective. A, heaven. B, earth. C, under the ground. Okay? D, a question mark. So, there are four options. Eh? A, B, C, D. So, I now ask you the question. Where is the kingdom of heaven? A, B, C, or D? Eh? B is what? It's on earth. And some people said no. They don't agree with you now. And we said, okay, A, B, C, D. Eh? A, heaven. B, earth. C, under the ground. D, question mark. What is your answer? Where is the kingdom of heaven? E. Eh? E. What? Okay, if you say B, raise up your hand. Put it down. If you say A, raise up your hand. If you say C, raise up your hand. If you say D, raise up your hand. If you say D, raise up your hand. These people are big books, so. Some people said nothing because I was looking at them. Some people said nothing. Okay, Jesus will answer the question for you. Luke 17. Luke 17, verses 20 to 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo therefore. Behold, the kingdom of God is where? So what was the answer? Eh? The kingdom of heaven is not on earth. It is within you. Somebody say, but I'm on earth. The more appropriate answer is D, which I say question mark. Because by earth, I mean the kingdoms of the world. Maybe I did not specify that though. By earth, I mean the kingdoms of the world. The kingdom of God is not the kingdoms of the world. The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom and the citizens are spiritual. Amen. The citizens are spiritual. They are in the world, but they are not of the world. <laughs> Amen. 
Now, this is how New Living Translation calls it, verse 21. For the kingdom of heaven is already among you. So why many people say that, oh, I want to go to heaven. I want to make heaven. You see, they are right and they are wrong. The kingdom of heaven has already started in you. Amen? Amen. The kingdom of heaven has already started in you. You know, everybody here passed through the womb of a woman. Am I correct? Even Jesus that is here also passed through the womb of a woman for the purposes of the earth here. Okay. Did you notice that when you were in the womb, eh, you had your eyes. Did you notice? Eh? Your eyes were inside now in the womb before you were born. Abi, was it after you were born then your eyes arrived? Okay. So your eyes were already, were you seeing? Eh? Ah, how many of you had your teeth when you were in the womb? <laughs> your teeth. Your, te your teeth were not there. Okay? How many of you had ears? Eh? How many of you had your mouth? Were you eating with your mouth? Where were you eating from? Eh? You were eating from here. Direct. By a connection. By a connection. That is the same connection we have to heaven. And there are certain things that are happening now that don't make sense to us. Why do we go through so much pain? Why do we go through sorrow? Why do we sometimes have to fight for our, our health? Why is it that there are so many problems? Because the devil is the god of this world. There were things that were being developed in you when you were in the womb. They were not meant for use in the womb. They were meant for use after you are born outside the womb into the earth. Is that clear? Is that clear? In the same way, God is making us go through things so that we will grow traits and abilities and senses that are not for use here on earth, but for use after we leave this earth to where we are going next. Do you understand? It does not make sense for a child in the womb to have eyes when there is nothing to look at. Do you understand? But if that child is born without eyes, what will you do? And you will be very sad, won't you? And then suppose God says that, no, but the child doesn't need the eyes in the womb now, you will say, Abba. But he needs the eyes here now. Amen. There are things that God is putting you through to prepare you for and for you to grow spiritual elements that are necessary in the next life. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is the reason why God is allowing the devil to reach you in some things. God allowed the devil to reach Job. 
to prove a point towards the kingdom and to grow a man that will prevail in the kingdom. Because in the kingdom that is coming, okay, we already have the kingdom of heaven now. But we are still in the flesh. And the Bible tells you that flesh and blood cannot inherit what? The kingdom of heaven. Do you know that? The kingdom of God, not the kingdom of heaven now. Flesh and blood cannot inherit it. We will not remain in flesh and blood. But by the time we leave flesh and blood into the next kingdom, eh, our position in the next kingdom is fully formed. Did you hear that? This is the pregnancy for the new heaven and the new earth. This is the pregnancy. Any person that is born today is born either a male or a female. Where did that take place? Where did it take place? It's in the womb. Have you seen somebody that was born a female and after two days turned into a male? Have you seen it before? If you see it, what will you do? You run. Amen. What you will be in the next world is determined here. The kingdom of heaven here is a part of eternity. But the present earth is not a path, is not a part of eternity. The Bible says that it is reserved unto fire. Did you know that? Thank you. Second Peter 3, 6 to 7. Second Peter 3, 6 to 7. Okay? It says that whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Listen. We are going from stage to stage. Um, how many people here have been through university? You have graduated from university. Raise up your hand. Raise up your hand. Please help us. Stand up. Stand up. Just for, quickly, 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 quickly. Just help us. Just help us. Good. These people have been through university. Eh? Did you remember that from your primary school, eh, you just passed to university? Did you remember? You do, uh -uh, what happened to your memory? Eh? When we are doing our education, eh, in my days there were no nursery school. <laughs> your hand had to reach here before you could start. <laughs> but you went to nursery school. How many people here went to nursery school? Raise up your hand. Hey, they also went to the I didn't. I didn't. And I still grew up. Mm -hmm. So, they do nursery school. They do primary school. They do secondary school. I also did HSC. Then university. Then after university, I started another set of screen. Another set at all, at all, at all, at all. Later, they say they are a chartered accountant. And then some of you did master's. Then some of you did PhD. Then some of you now did HDP after PhD. Amen. <laughs> Amen? Please sit down. The same way your education is in stages, so your power and your glory and your transit in the kingdom is a continuous process. We are born in the flesh, 
but we are not a part of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus brought heaven to the earth so that heaven can come to the earth and that kingdom is within you and it's a kingdom that cannot be seen with the human eyes. They wanted to make Jesus a king. But he said, no, my kingdom is not of this world. It's not of this world. It operates in people that are in this world. But it's not of this world. Because it is of where? It is of heaven. Amen. Amen. Say the kingdom and the power operating in me is from and is of heaven. The throne of God. Say the presence of God is in me. Emmanuel. God with us. Oh, come on. Glory be to God. Glory. It's a mystery. It's a wonder. And it is confusing to the angels and it is confusing to the devil. It's confusing. He can't comprehend it. But it is given to us to comprehend. Amen? Glory be to God. So, I was saying, that this is Second Peter 3, 6 to 7. Wherefore the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire, against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Did you hear me? A fire will burn that will consume this earth completely but cannot touch those who are in the kingdom of heaven. Do you understand? It cannot touch those that are in the kingdom of heaven because they are operating in a kingdom that is not of this world. It is not a part of this world. We have been redeemed out of the power of darkness. We have been redeemed where? Out of the power of darkness where the devil still is and where he still operates we are out and above amen we are over and above amen over and above the devil and all his works glory be to god satan was cast out of heaven jesus said i beheld okay satan cast as lightning from heaven okay and there is a new heaven and a new earth. Revelation 3, 11 to 12. It says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which you have, that no man take your crown. Excuse me. Do you have a crown already? Yes. Because we have been made kings and priests unto God. We have a crown. Amen. You know what? You have a crown and you will rule and you will reign. Amen. Amen. Say it. I, I have a crown. I will rule. I will reign. I now ask you a question. Over who? I will not tell you the answer. You will find the answer in all the places that you will read. You will reign. Over who? 
Ah ah. And to joba ti o joba lori en koko ba adun ni yen. Hmm. Now be say the person that is king, but is king over nobody. That is the king of the maggot. That's not a genuine king. <laughs> okay? So that's one of the questions. You will reign. As for you will reign, you can find so many scriptures on that. But over who you will reign, you will not exactly find scriptures on that. Wherefore, let him that heareth understand. Amen. <laughs> so the kingdom of heaven is already here on earth. It has started. It is within you. You are in that kingdom. I'll give you one quick assignment. Hmm? We must master the tenets and implications of the kingdom of God. We must master it. So I'm going to ask ten questions. You will write them down. I will answer only two. The rest is good for you to be taught by God and by the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? It's a very nice thing. Who believes that? Very good. So, there are ten questions. Uh, under the tenets and implications of the kingdom of God. Number one, what is the name of the kingdom? What is the name of the kingdom? The answer is the kingdom of God on this present earth. The kingdom of God on this present earth or you can say the kingdom of heaven, which is already in you. That's the name. Now, where is it located on the map? Okay? The answer is that it is not on the map. Eh? It is in you while you are here on earth. It is in every saint that is in Jesus. Both that are alive here and that are alive there. Do you understand? It is the same kingdom. Amen. It is the same kingdom. It is not only of men that are living. It also includes men that have translated. So it is not on any map. It is a body spiritual. The Bible says there are bodies celestial and there are bodies terrestrial. And the glory of the one is different from the glory of the other. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. And the stars differ from among themselves in glory. Okay? There are bodies celestial and there are bodies terrestrial. Okay? So, I've given you two questions. So, the other eight questions, write them down. I will not give you the answer. Simply because there is no time. But it gives you an opportunity to go and study. Number three, where is the capital city? Where is the capital city of this kingdom? Number four, who is the king? Number five, who are the subjects? Number six, who are the police? The police are the people that can arrest offenders and lock them up and all that. Who are the police that have the power to arrest? Okay? Number seven, who are the criminals that the police can arrest? Who are the criminals of this kingdom? That's number seven. Number eight, who are the army? Number nine, what are the weapons of warfare with which attackers are subdued? What are the weapons of warfare with which attackers are subdued? Number ten, which external enemies does the enemy 
army engage? Which external enemies does the army engage? By the time you study to answer those things, you will be wiser in the things of the kingdom. Amen. Now, there's a new heaven, there's a new earth. Because, you know, there was a point I made at the first service, which because I did not get time to go to the other part, some people will be thinking that, ah, the kingdom of heaven is already here, so what am I looking forward to again? If this is the kingdom of heaven, it doesn't look very exciting, no? Amen? <laughs> yes, it is the kingdom of heaven, so says Jesus. It is exciting because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. It is the power of heaven operating on earth through people that are still on earth. It shows the wisdom and glory and power of God. It is a victory of God that the kingdom of God begins inside men. Okay? Now, Revelation 20 and 21 talk about the new heaven and the new earth. Okay? Um, then verse 12 of Revelation 3. It says, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. Hmm? And he shall no more go out of that temple. You see, that's another level. So there are levels to look into. He shall no longer go out of that temple. Eh? And I will write upon him the name of my God. Which means it's a mystery. Because we don't know the name. If we know the name, why will he say I will write it? And the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Even his new name, he will write upon that person. So you can see that there are many things that are not made very clear to you. Which new name again? Another thing, hmm? the city is coming down out of heaven. Out of heaven. Coming down out of where? To where? To the earth. So where are you going? Are you going to heaven or are you going to earth? It is coming down out of heaven to heaven, Abby. Coming down out of heaven to heaven, Abby. Coming down out of heaven to where? So where will you be? Will you be in heaven? Or will you be in earth? Or the tabernacle of God is with men. And he shall live among them. Which one is it? Wherefore let him that hear it understand. Amen? Amen? Okay? Now, if we say that God has all the power, why do certain things happen in this earth? Eh? So, questions that I'm asking you for that. Whose kingdom is this world? Whose kingdom is this world? Eh? This world was a kingdom of man. Right now, it is the kingdom of the devil under authority. Because God never, God never relinquished full authority. That's why the Bible says he is the prince of this world. 
Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh, he hath nothing in me. He has no power over me, yet is the prince of this world. The Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of them that believe not the gospel, lest they see the light. He's the God of this world. That is the reason why all these terrible things are happening. Because the devil is the king, is the God of this world, and the devil is bad. Therefore, this world is bad. And Jesus said in John 17, I do not pray, Father, that you take them out of this world, but that you keep them through your word. Your word is truth. In the, in the world, you should have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Why? I have what? Overcome the world. <laughs> Glory be to God. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Be of this cheer, of good cheer. So what is the nature of the king of this world? Wretched. Wretched. Fallen. Defeated. Say the devil is defeated. Say the God of this world is defeated. Say Jesus gave me power over all the power of the devil. You've seen that in your Bible now. The devil is defeated. The power is where? Amen. Amen. That's where the power is. Jesus took the power and he gave it. He took it. You are not mighty enough to take it. He is mighty enough to take it and he has done what with it? And when he has given, you will use it. Amen. What he has given, I will Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh. Ah. Glory be to God. The power of God operates by the wisdom of God. And the ways of God are totally different from the ways of men. Do you understand? If it was men that had the power of God, they would not operate the earth and the world the way that God does operate it. His ways are far above your way. You know, Paul begged God. He said, please remove this tongue from me. God said, no, 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 no. Eh? My strength is made perfect. In what? In your weakness. Amen? There is a weakness that God allows us to have that makes our strength to be perfect. It makes his strength to be perfect in us. Okay? All power belongs to Jesus. You know it? All power belongs to him. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to all power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to Him. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to Him. And this power He exercises through you in 
and the kingdom of heaven has begun in me. Now, I think it is 2 Corinthians 3.18 that says, But we all, beholding as in a glass, the glory of God, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? The more we behold the glory of God, correct, 2 Corinthians 3.18, the more we behold the glory of God as in a glass, we are changed. Everybody say, I am changed. Everybody say, I am being changed. Into the same image. From glory to glory. Okay? You have to behold, as in a glass, the glory of God. Beholding, you sit down with God in prayer. You pray in the spirit, you pray in the understanding. You sit down in worship. You sit down with the word. You read the word of God for hours and hours and hours and hours so that you, as you behold, as in a glass, the glory of God are changed into the same image. And let me tell you, the powers of the kingdom are for service. They are not for ruling. The powers of the kingdom are for service. Many of us, because we are not serving anybody, the powers cannot manifest in us. Amen. The Bible says that and Jesus, being filled with compassion, healed this person. Jesus, being filled with compassion, healed that. Eh? Faith worketh by love. Amen. Faith worketh by love. I don't know whether you have noticed. Many people that preach faith and preach faith and preach faith and preach faith but have no love, nothing happens. Go and check it. They will preach faith from here to kingdom come. They are preaching it from the head. Nothing happens because faith worketh by love. May God make the power of the kingdom in you operate by love. Operate in love. May you draw others into the kingdom of heaven. May the kingdom of heaven in you be complete. May you be a partaker of the glory that is to come. Amen. Glory be to God. Let us rise up to say the closing prayer. Let us rise up. Let us rise up.